everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my fiance. Oh, hey, but you're not just here with me. We also got a guest, but we'll introduce him in a second. Um, it's going to be a fun episode. It's I'm excited. So we're going to ramble say. through the, the, the intro really quick so we can get to the content. Uh, hey, if you want to talk to us, if you want to be on the show, you have something interesting to talk about that you want to share with us, like our guest here, shoot us a message on Instagram. We're Pillow Talk at Mark and B or Instagram at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Or if you want to support the show and message us, you can also go to Patreon at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. So it's pretty simple. Pretty uh, easy. We also were begging for money for GoPro last week. And <laughs> yeah. Robbie Rob is the champ of all champs. <laughs> and he gave us $100, which is fucking sick. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Like, so we're only $75 short. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my God, what a champ. I love him. Yeah, super cool. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're going to film the adventures of Panama. Uh, watch me climb a mountain. Watch me build a fence. Yeah, we saw some sick starfish today, and I think that, uh, like, you guys can come with us eventually. Oh, my God, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's jump into the episode. If you didn't read the title, uh, we're talking about furries today, and uh, a person that I've gotten to know through means uh, is here to talk to us. So welcome, Arden, We're so to the show. excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing this with us. I'm super excited to learn about all of the things, fursona, furry, all of these things, because I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about a lot of things. I had a lot myself. And so I've gotten to know a lot just kind of talking to you. And so I kind of wanted to give you a safe space to tell us about it and kind of give some perspective to people on the outside who might think that they're looking in and have really no information to go on, you know? Absolutely. And I really appreciate the safe space. You know, this does feel like a safe space and that's not just the bourbon talking. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> um, I have uh, followed your podcast. I'm, I'm a patron of a couple of dollars and I really felt compelled um, to help out with this topic uh, when it was uh, brought up. So um, uh, I would like to say, though, um, from my perspective, um, I will be, this is opinion-based. I'm definitely not like some hardcore fandom member. I'm not a popular furry, you know, but I have Uh, running the, the, the local club. Yeah. They're like the, they're, I think the shorthand is called popufer or something like (laughs) fur or something like that. They're the ones, you know, they're, they're usually artists and they're usually the ones that people commission a lot. And or they're just, you know, like uh, influencers or whatever. Same theme, same flavor, you know, you name it. Yeah. And um, I'm not one of those, but I'm kind of like a observer. And yeah. I have been, I've identified as one for over a decade. Um, so I, at least I can provide you with uh, a candid um, viewpoint with my experience. I like that. 10 years, that's quite some time, to be honest. Like, that's longer than my longest relationship. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You don't even have a cat or dog that long. Um, so, that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess where we should start is probably like, what is the standard definition of for fursona, furry? How yeah, would like, you kind of describe this to us? Okay. So, to start off, um, I'd like to uh, say that um, furries 
are a part of a like a mic what I like to call a um, microculture. So it's like a subculture to the overarching overarching culture um, that is what we're all a part of because it's it's an extra layer. It's an identity. You know, you can you can identify yourself as a like a Warhammer fan. You can identify yourself as a football fan. You can identify yourself as you know um, a furry. All these things. Um, come together they're all you know and and it all come comes together in that way you know so um but as a furry yeah there's a couple of things that kind of like relate to that and um and one of those things like you mentioned is the fursona so the fursona is a clever little term um that's derived from the word persona so <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of these puns in this sub or micro <laughs> and i'm all for it yeah. I think they're oh yeah perfect. And, <laughs> see, he's got out. it right there, and 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 for that I say, that's awesome oh <laughs> that you there picked up on that already. <laughs> <laughs> so like puns and dad jokes, I'm already a freaking fiend yeah. on that. So <clears> yeah, so this would all be part of like the microculture, you know? There are yeah, kind of yeah. some of these things, it's like lingo. Yeah, lingo. Yeah, yeah it, it's lingo. fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all fun. It's it, it's part of it. It's like. You know, when, when you come up with, you know, little words and stuff that are related to what you're doing and you throw them at somebody, it's like an inside joke, right? Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I say it's possum to a furry, it's like, okay, ha, ha, ha. You said awesome, but you, you slipped the word <laughs> paw in there. Ha, ha, ha. It, yeah, it's like just it's jovial. Like it's it's fun. Than a dad joke. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good way to describe it. Like, I don't know much about any of this, but from an outside view, it just looks like it's playful and fun. Like for the most part, I feel like that's like the vibe they're trying to get off. Like lots of energy, playful, fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a question. You had said some people identify as a football fan as a whatever would you say that it's a hobby or like an identity to me personally it's definitely what i would call an identity okay so how it's a would part you of your identity okay interesting yeah how would you describe the diff hmm, yeah so can you break that down for because you compared it to a football fan or other things like that, like Warhammer. And that's like activities that you would do or that you like the pass the time kind of thing. But I would say that's more of a hobby. Like, But then I guess like, so I guess this is how I'm kind of trying to relate it to a football fan. Like you got a football fan where you can ask them and they might've seen the game, they might not. And then you got another guy who really goes into it and he's wearing always his Green Day Packers jersey and he's like, I am a football Yeah, fan. yeah. Like, it is more of an identity. Like, he is identifying, like, I support this team. Like, okay, I, I okay, can okay. kind of see how this is. Yeah, I yeah, get. Yeah. I think I get the separation between it's just, like, a hobby or something you do on your downtime and it's something. It's just, like, no, this is, like, my life, my passion. Like, I'm. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and, and, and actually, to that note, that's a, that's a very good point you made, Mark, because um, to that point, that also relates uh, relates to the fact that there are many like levels of how furry you can be. Mm. And I'm not just talking about these luscious beards we have. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, you know, how involved you are. And obviously, sure. you know, when it comes to how involved I am, I'm, you could say a little bit more of uh, an outskirt, you know, ambivalent, you know, uh, electron floating around in the, in the nuclei of the, Adam that is furry but you know 
a lot of people get into, and just like how they get into, you know, Warhammer, how they get into football, how they get into um, cricket, what have you, fishing. even rec, yeah, fishing. You like know, you, you know the difference, but very clearly, it's also a hobby. Yeah, like, like right. you can absolutely tell a fisherman when you see him, and like even the way he talks, like, like he exactly. Died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, but it's you know, but you can also say even though even though fishing is that person's hobby and whatever, it's still a part of their identity. Yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. when when I say when I say I'm into Warhammer, I'm also saying that I'm a hobbyist. You know, I'm you know into into reading lore. I'm in. I'm obviously into science fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know. Or since I said Warhammer, I'm also into medieval fantasy. Yeah, it, like you know, it, it's such a broader that. point there. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's like an umbrella term there. Okay. You know? So then if we're looking at like your level involvement, if we have a dial in front of us, where is that knob on one to 10? Like how invested are you? And, and how wait, invested like do is, you have to be to be considered like it a part of your identity? Maybe? Yeah, like, like what is 10 before we even get <laughs> yeah. like what is 10 and what? <laughs> Yeah, give us give us 10. Like, tell us exactly. Oh boy. <clears throat> okay, so a 10, a 10 would be like how I would describe a um YouTube influencer, someone who is up to up with the no, you know, they're they're wearing their they're not they're wearing their jersey, you know, of their favorite team. Um if they're uh, but it's multifaceted because if they're an artist that means that they have a lot of people commissioning them for art because it is a very art heavy parties and like what exactly does that mean commissioning for art are you saying like hire them for birthday parties and like events like parades and stuff no, like just that, like or? there's like online digital art or like everyone nowadays yeah. has their own avatar you know so yeah. like even just on my discord tag you know instead of me having a picture of my face lots of people do whatever the heck oh. so you commission people to do these little art things or for your instagram bio or I, you know, for Warhammer, even I've had people commission, I've, I've commissioned people to draw my. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. In fact, you us can even reference B. That's true. Sorry. What did you say? B, no, that's fine. B, you can even, you can even reference our little, our, our chat, um, that avatar with the little GIF animation. I paid for that. I paid money for that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody used their artistic talent to not only make that for me, but also animate it for me. And, and that's yours. That's mine. So it's like designing yes. a tattoo where you talk and you're just like, hey, yes. listen, this is what I want it to look like. This is kind of how I envision it, colors, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to cycle back to the uh, fursona thing off of that really quick then, because that is my Sona. That is what represents me in the furry fandom. So do okay. you want to give the, the listeners a description for us? Yes. So um, I identify in the furry fandom as a snow leopard anthropomorphic. Um, I am also a bit of a hybrid because you can be whatever the hell you want to be in the fandom. You don't have to be just a fox, just a wolf, just a horse, just a sheep, what have you. You can do whatever you want. And um, if you have the artistic uh, talent to do it yourself, do it yourself artistically and create these things. If you're a more technical person like myself, um, you pay people to do it for you. (laughs) It's it's really that simple. So um, even, even just with like these different levels, like so 
you could start off by just having your your fursona drawn out and then eventually you know the next level is buying your costume or just like maybe the tail at first i don't know but that that dials it up because i see like a lot of those type of avatars everywhere you know and even I just I just kind of relate this back to 40k where when I see somebody's 40k artwork I know typically that guy has a backstory or that has a reason why they put that as their picture you know yeah absolutely absolutely and you know um so the avatar the digital art um or even the traditional art um upload scanned and uploaded um is like one of the first steps to kind of expressing yeah. to to expressing yourself as a furry in the internet community um, expressing yourself. So when you get into, um, the costume aspect of it, that's, um, that has to do with expressing yourself outside of the internet. And yes, um, some people do that. Some people do not. Um, I have a tail. That's about the extent of my expression outside of the internet. Sure. And when do you wear that tail? Um, I usually select uh, times where I know I'm going to be around um, friends that also identify with the fandom. Um, so like going that, to I a think convention, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can we talk I don't about wear it every day. You know, I, I figure there's probably, you know, those those level 10s probably would wear it every day. You know, yeah. <laughs> I would I would set myself more at a four, a three or four. Okay. You know? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you really don't have to be too cranked up to really kind no. of, yeah. Um, th this is very interesting. Like, I think you kind of really, you kept on throwing out the word like microculture. And I think I'm really starting to piece together how this kind of actually fits, you know, because mm -hmm. <laughs> you can see what I mean there. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah. Because it's an extra layer. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned conventions. Yeah. How have you ever been to one? What are they Absolutely. like? Um, so like uh, I mentioned, uh, so I had been to one of the biggest ones. It's called AnthroCon. It's held in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, which is a very unlikely, unlikely place. But um, I'll tell you what, that convention center is pretty freaking amazing. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's actually very fa uh, family friendly. And I have the web page up. I wanted to bring up some things about that, actually, because um, the thing about uh, the, fan the, the you know, furries in general and stuff like that is that like any other um, culture, whether they're micro cultures or they're just like right out there, you know, in your face kind of cultures, you know, like um, uh minority cultures or just think of a culture that's you know more prevalent that's not seemingly in in the background yeah um anthrocon has a charity auction every time it runs and they have raised some money for some amazing organization i love hmm. that so okay. the total raised um for charity is about four hundred eighteen thousand us dollars Nice. Wow. And how many people would you say in America are in this furry community? So I think the attendance, the last time I was in an Anthrocon, I think the attendance was about 3000 people. Wow. And yeah. that's not counting the introverts that stayed home. Yeah. Or, or just that are on the other side of the country. Can't travel. Can't there. travel. Or that yeah. even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, very cool. So this all had to start somewhere. So kind of when did this start for you? How did you come out? What was this like? What was those initial steps? Okay, so um, I love role playing games. Yeah. And I am a freaking Dungeons and Dragons nutcase all over the place. And this is actually one of the analogies I like to use, and I'll get into that analogy a little bit later after this. But, um, you know, honestly, I just, for me, I naturally was, before I even knew what a furry was, I naturally was attracted to playing like anthropomorph, anthro, anthropomorphic characters, you know, just Tell me characters, that. races that had, you know, uh, dog ears, cat ears, tails, what have you. I just felt that, you know, like, I, I really resonated with that. And, and it's just, it was really fun to act out like them and just, you know, get into that character, invest myself into how that character would behave and like a social encounter with humans, dwarves, elves, what have you, you know, it's just, it was, it was super fun. And yeah. I had always enjoyed that. So um, I, so yeah, over a decade ago, uh, I had been doing that for, all my life essentially i mean the very i mean not to get into anime i mean like one of the very first animes i felt really i was really interested in was like inuyasha and you know it's a dude with freaking dog ears so i'm like well this guy's pretty cool you know um and that's just you know part of kind of just part of the you know internal um identification with with that kind of style of art that kind of style of that kind of uh, portrayal of you know transhuman you know, ism to an yeah. extent and the anthropomorphism and whatnot. And then it just kind of evolved from there, you know? Yeah. Like I I've had some D and D characters where, yeah, you run them for, you know, a couple years and you play hundreds of hours as them. And uh, yeah, so that's like, you know, step one. And then I can totally see how you get a little further. Um, it, Yeah. And then you have, you've never really played D&D. Hey, B. No, it's funny, though, because I feel like we got here and everybody keeps saying I have like an accent. So I've just been like, leaning like into super it. leaning into it and like lazy. So like this honky tonk Canadian thing <laughs> comes out and I just like I lean into it. So I could. Yeah. And it's like a fun thing to do. Like I we do it all the time. Like, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Time. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's fun making up a new character and thinking, how will they react to this new situation that they've just been put into? And yeah, you are putting on this voice and like, I've done this before. It's fun. It's goofy. I have a great time. 100%. And I would say that I understand why some people feel more confident as this character. Yeah. Because like we have a friend who does accents and he's brilliant at accents, <laughs> but he can do all of a sudden he's like completely this different person. He's like this Australian person. Yeah. Like he doesn't just put on the accent. He picks up the mannerisms yeah. as well. Like, and it's like, he would never do, he would never say any of that. He would be embarrassed to say that without the accent, but as soon as he has the accent <laughs> on, he can just switch it. It's really interesting to watch. But now that I can do that with my like honky, <laughs> honky tonk Calgary thing, you know, um, it's you know, like I, I get it. It's interesting. You know what? I, I want to interject on there really quick because I have a very interesting point to make. Yeah. And this is kind of jumping a little bit into the um, fursuit, the costume part of it. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that kind of that experience up because I feel like you might be able to relate this experience to um, what some what some people feel 
um, when they adorn that outfit, when they put on that mask, then they feel confident and comfortable and they can feel like they can be themselves. Because remember I said, you know, this, this whole thing is a multifaceted, multi-layered thing and people get out of it what they get out of it in, in many different levels, emotionally, you know, psychologically, you know, spiritually even. And one of those things I've, I've been able to experience is just like almost a total change of personality, like, and not in like a bad way, but just like, you know, a, a real wallflower type, you know, real like, you know, just sits in the corner and observes. And then, you know, they put on, they put on this mat and, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a fursuit head per se, but they put this head on from this character that they, they identify with at a personal level. And then suddenly they're just, they're extroverted and they're all over the place and, you know, they're fun and they're, they're, they're part of the conversation. They're part of the get together. It's just, it's such an, to me, a very interesting thing to observe. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, life's crazy life's complicated you know you might not always be in the best position in your life or you know you might not feel always adequate so then yeah putting this on i i get it man we we all put on different hats in our, in our life to feel adequate like in high school i loved playing basketball because people people thought i was good at it you know and people accepted me and then that made me confident when i'm playing basketball yeah. Um, and when you absolutely. join this community, it's very, it seems very welcoming and open and uh, non-judgmental yep. and like all that kind of stuff. So I could see if somebody felt again, like this wallflower and isolated and didn't have a community and didn't have a group that they, yeah, you guys all just accept like, Hey, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you sound like. I don't care what language, whether it's English or like Fox come at me like we love you <laughs> come at me you know it's do, very interesting yeah do you think like this is probably a very hard question to answer do you think That's people fun. ever put their fursona away because they feel like they've become confident enough that like they don't need it anymore or is that even a factor in kind of the thinking of it or you know it's you know what that's, that is an excellent question. And I'm going to use myself in this situation because I clearly do not take my persona with me to work. Sure. Right. So when I'm able to come home after work and kind of express myself and feel, you know, confident and open with my personal quirks and whatnot amongst, you know, open-minded individuals and furries, I use the term, you know, I, I want to slip in open-minded individuals because, you know, and this is a little shout out to Lorehammer because we have a lot of, lot, a lot of open-minded individuals who have accepted me, you know, as who I am, um, besides Inquisitor Mitzen. <laughs> and um, there, I just, you know, gave everyone who I met. That's fine. Because they also, because those people also know me as Arden, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, is that, you know, their openness to me and they're allowing me to be confident and be who I am, regardless of, of, you know, persecution, whatnot, you know, I'm able to take that to work the next day, essentially, or the next week or whatever, mm-hmm. and just be who I'm just be who I am, you know, like a recharge. And exactly. It is a read. It's for me as an introvert, it is 
you know, a bit of a recharge, you know, to be able to come home, relax and talk to a bunch of people that know who I'm, a, that, that also know that I'm a furry and don't use that against me. They don't, you know, they're, of course, they're willing to crack jokes with me, which is great. And yeah. but they're not going to, they're not going to confront me about it. They're not going to, you know, tell me to tone it down. I've never received a DM from anyone in Lorehammer that said, Hey man, you need to tone that furry shit down. I love and that. That to me is excellent. Yeah, man. Okay. That's, that's one thing I've always strived for. It's just like, we're all just here to fucking have fun together and live and let live. You know, there's only one that's rule it. on the discord. Just don't post child porn. That's the one rule. I, other than for that, we're just here to hang out and have a good time. Yeah, you can talk about CP, but don't. Yeah, post all you it. want, just don't post it. And, and by CP, I mean command points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Uh, bad joke. Very bad joke. <laughs> so you're very open online with uh, your with this. Do do your family members know? Do your friends in real life know? Is it more private? And you're married, correct? Oh, absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. so yeah, let's talk about that okay. as well. So does your family know, and by family, like extended parents, brothers, sisters? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Cool. And how did they take it? How did you come out to them? Okay. How long ago and what happened? So first of all, I'm an only child, which could be to my advantage in this situation, but we're going to leave it to that. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite um, child, only child. <laughs> exactly. I get all the Christmas presents. <laughs> take that <laughs> okay um but you know so yeah um so growing up for me you know my uh my external influences were uh friends and of course you know friends will um kind of tailor their experiences with you as they see fit as well as teachers and all that good stuff you know no one's i've never really had a brother really sit there or a sister really sit there and give me the tough love speech. You know what I'm saying? Right. So with that said, my father, who is also pushing 80. And I, if you remember my age, you know, he had me a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, he's an ex hippie from the sixties. He don't give shit about much of anything. <laughs> Excellent. That man is an inspiration to all. If anything, like a minority only in the way he treated people back in those days. Hmm. And I love him to death. Total shout out to my dad, Wesley. You are by far just the greatest creator. And I am your creation. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> we all I'll give that to him. Uh, I'll make him listen to this so he can hear that because yeah, he gets stands. choked up every time I tell him that because he'll you know, he's my biggest fan you know he tells me you know I'm his greatest creation and stuff and and you know I turn to him and I say well you know I attribute a lot of that to you and it's just you know it gets emotional it and, is so um, crazy how how important that bond between a father and a son is man yeah like an accepting father who just takes you and like yeah man like and loves you for you. Be a good person. I don't care beyond that. Like, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Same. But on that note, you know, he's a total freaking anime nerd. Don't ask me how that happens or works. <laughs> he, he wanted to teach me about how what the word kaiwaii meant. And I'm like, Dad, I was there when the deep magic was written. Don't stop. <laughs> so, anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, um, 
but um i did try to turn them on to there's an anime on there that's kind of a slice of life um kind of like a furry feeling anime out there you could kind of dive into a little bit it's called b stars and i did like hey man i was like hey you're a super open-minded guy check out b stars and he did watch the first episode and it didn't jive with him and i was okay with it he was okay with it we were all okay with it because okay. you know that's it right that's you know, he's okay. It's not like he was like, yo, dude, you watch this shit. Come on. Man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what the hell? Right. And I wasn't like, you know, yo, bro, what the fuck's wrong with, you know, B stars? Are you like a jerk or something? You know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You know, like it's I said, man's pushing it. 80, you know, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So he was married to my mother for over 40 years and it, was death till they parted and you know that's it you know the man he's he's what i've got and i've and i'm what he's got and you know but that's not why we accept each other because we've always accepted each other i love that i love that you have that i think that's the most beautiful thing i've heard all week that's (laughs) incredible i'm so happy that you have that thank you yeah um Uh, so um, oh sorry go on I'm sorry. I was just going to, so, so as for my wife, you know, um, we, we met on the internet, not as furries. I was the furry. She was kind of doing the whole, like, you know, ears and tails thing and whatnot, but she's kind of like me. We're not super heavy into the fandom. We enjoy the art. We enjoy anthropomorphism. And when it comes to the artistic, uh, side of it, um, we enjoy, you know, like slipping a little, you know, animalistic, um, you know, quirks into, um, communication, you know, like a little like yip there, a little bark there. It's just kind of goofy and fun, you know, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, you know, for her, it's just kind of like, she, she tried the whole like fandom thing and she was about as worn out with, you know, popular people i mean i'm worn out with popular people i'm sure anyone can get worn out with popular people unless if you're a popular person there's really no way you can not be worn out by popular people and this kind of segues into you know well this kind of uh, segues into you know bringing up a previous point i made about layers you know and going back to the football player you know the football fan the warhammer fan you know You've got popular football fans. I'm sure, you know, the people are telling you, oh man, this is the best team, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's, there's furries out there saying, oh, this is the best artist. This is the best, this, this is who you should be listening to. Just somehow I accidentally getting one of those assholes for 40 K, you know, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're out there. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, they exist in every single community. I mean, you could say that Warhammer is a micro community yeah you know there's, and like and there's too. a one to ten with that level too you've yeah, got and your like, ten yeah and you got people you got going full-on again going crazy exactly. you know, there's a makeup community and i can yeah, name a few makeup exactly. youtubers there's like yeah. a surfing community there's i understand this this kind of you see just what i'm saying is cosplay and this different what's cosplay cosplay would be like where you put up put on the makeup you put on a fancy dress and you dress as somebody specific i believe like that history thing we were talking about 
um there's this place that at in canada oh yeah, 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 yeah calgary yeah, it's yeah. heritage park and basically it's like 1800s you go there and there's people dressed up and it's like super cool and they never break character and like it's like talking to a woman in the 1800s she's like cooking bread nice. or like doing butter shit or whatever what's the is it the same is it so from a craftsman standpoint yes mm. from like a individual standpoint no okay mm. So from a craftsman standpoint, yes, because you're making the outfit, yeah. you're learning how to make the outfit, you're applying techniques to make that outfit. From a personal from a personal standpoint, no, because um, where in cosplay you are emulating a character that exists in furry fandom, you are emulating a character you created. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you are basically being an extension of you that you've created in this fursona because your fursona is intended to be an extension of you. Yeah. And okay, Um, so yeah, can I ask about that? It's an extension (laughs) of you. It's not you. Is that fair to say? Like it's part of you, but it's not everything. Like you're a human. You identify sometimes as whatever or like, can you break that down a little bit? Okay, so um, I'm going to use like my D&D analogy to this, and I think Mark's going to follow along a little bit more with this. No offense. (laughs) Um, Mainly because when you make a character, you pour a little bit of yourself into that character. You may even pour a lot of yourself in that character. You want to pour some of yourself in that character because you're going to be that character for the campaign. So You might even do the opposite where you just pour everything that you're not into a character where if you're a nice that guy too. you might be a fucking asshole in the so you can finally yeah. be that asshole you can finally let it out kind of thing yes and, and that is an extreme <laughs> yeah and just you like don't, when you, you want to be the chaotic good fun. that's an extreme <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're like oh that's a burning orphanage i'm going to run into the burning fi- burning freaking building and save the orphans because i'm chaotic good <laughs> or you're chaotic evil and you're like that's a burning orphanage um can we make it burn brighter you know it's just <laughs> <Lock the gate. laughs> yeah <laughs> right so, so it's kind of like the same flavor to some extent the same yeah. um you know uh theme um as cosplay except for you know the character you're 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 building you're crafting is an extension of you it's a part of you yeah you know yeah. where in cosplay, unless if you're like, say, you're LARPing a D&D character, there may be like a 15, 20% of you it might even be in an experiment, like you were saying about, you know, going all in with your total opposite. I see that as more of an experiment of, hey, can I even play this yeah. kind of character? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you've got that one D&D character or that even two D&D characters or whatever um, TTRPG you're playing where you're investing your personality into it and you're utilizing yeah. your personality bonuses, right? Yeah, yeah so, it's it's always fun when you yeah. play everyone's first character. They always are like an idealized version of themselves every time you exactly. can see it. And then, yeah, as the characters develop, they kind of change it up. And like, you know, if they make a new character, they don't play as the last character. And then it slowly gets crazy. But the first one is always kind of that idealized version of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so interesting. Yeah. I tried to do D&D with Mark one time and he was like, no, just pick a character. It's fine. And I've never done that. Like I've never, ever pretended to be someone like I'm not an actor. I'm not comfortable like that. Blah, blah, blah. Now hearing all of it, 
and understanding this like accent that I've taken on or whatever. Like I get it. Like I'm I'm actually starting to see why like how it all starts. The whole D and D thing too now. Like it's all kind of making sense to me. Very interesting. Well, if y'all it if y'all visit uh you know Mark's uh parents in Florida, I'll have to run a one shot for y'all. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, we're going there for Christmas, I think. So I we'll think keep so, this yeah. in mind now yeah. that we've said uh-huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, okay, so we were talking about how dressing up, pretending to be a fursona, it gives you kind of the confidence to be other things. It gives you kind of, you become something else. Right. What are things you kind of, do you learn about things about yourself? Do you do you intentionally put things into your character that you're trying to work on? Like, is any of it like, uh, like a means to improve your life outside of the fursona or is it like, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. It's just more like how much thought goes into it as opposed to just like, this feels kind of natural. So I'm going to just lean into this as opposed to, I'm going to sit down for a day and write down, how I would react, you know? (sighs) I absolutely see what you're saying there. And um, to that effect, um, I would say that like, you know, to go back to um, what you're saying about, you know, your first character, your first D and D character, your, your, a persona is basically like, yeah, your first D and D character, you're, you're, you're going into it. You're investing probably most of uh, your personal, um, you know, your personality into it. And you're um, definitely um, feeling like you so that you can feel comfortable, you know, behaving in that way. However, um, on that note, uh, there's always a room. There's always opportunity for growth, uh, room room for um, improvement. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that, um, you know, create various characters, various personas that they wish to that that also you know kind of elevate um flaws um that they have in their personality so they can practice that um but you know keep in mind it's this isn't entirely on a role-playing um field either because um when i was describing you know the D character i was also intending on you know kind of bringing you back to the table with the dice and the character sheet with your first D character you know because it's like you're not comfortable with this. You're, you know, you know, with with B here, you know, B's gonna if B tried to play a character, you know, she's basically gonna try to play herself. And that's perfectly legal. You know, she said, you know, like you said, you know, I'm I'm not an actor and it's fine, you know, but you have the ability to do critical thinking, you know, and that's perfectly freaking wonderful. We want that in DD. But you know, so your character that you put on the table is going to be you, okay, B? And it's going to be you probably, you know, for your first time, 100%, okay? And, you know, furries feel like when they um, are not their fursona, you know, feel maybe at a, at a, at a high 80 to the high 90%, but when they're online, or they're able to, or they have a suit, depending on how, it, depending on if they're the type that want to have a fursuit, um, when they put the suit on or they're online and they're able to talk to their friends and they've got their avatar and all that stuff and they're they're um, being welcomed as a snow leopard or they're being le- welcomed as a wolf or they're being welcomed as, you know, whatever their persona is, they feel like they're 100% there. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. With that recharge, social recharge there, then yeah, a lot of them are, you know, they they feel like, you know, like for me, for instance, I can go to work the next day and, you know, be like, hey, this is me. Yeah. Like apologetically deal oh. with it. <laughs> cool. But okay. You know, like I said before, I don't you know, necessarily bark or yip at people, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about some misconceptions because when I was a very young child, very much too young, I think I was like eight or something like that, there was this show on TV that me and my siblings used to watch and it was called Sexual Secrets. And there was an episode where um, where they had these like furries and it was like the, you know, we, at that age, I had seen it in parades or at the stampede or whatever. And these people would, yeah, just like have sex with each other and dress up and they would like, and it was just this whole episode on that. And so I've always related that like the furry all like all of it the furry community to very sexually charged situations I guess like how and that doesn't seem to be the case at all in any regard so that is a definitely a one-sided thing but you know I'm I'm hey Mark you know anything about the Drukhari how sexually charged have they been in the community okay you know it's like sexually charged thirsty hungry what have you is all over the place yes it exists in the furry fandom yes to the uninitiated it can be weird but let me tell you what honestly a lot of the themes are the same yeah i guess even if we just take it right back to that football analogy we have football fans that dress up in scantily clad cheerleading outfits you know exactly and we don't say that's so sexually charged they're trying to fuck a football (laughs) no right exactly it's the same thing it's like when you're saying like oh look at that furry you know they're wearing you know like scantily clad skirt and whatnot or they drew their character with curves suddenly it's like well they clearly they clearly have sex with animals it's not the case you know it's just these you know, it, it, it's part of the art. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's extreme. And it's and that's the thing. I think with everything, like legitimately everything going on in society right now, people hear one extreme and run with it. Yeah. Whether it's positive exactly. or negative. And it's, yeah. this is why we wanted to do this because it's clearly not what I've always thought of it to be. Yeah. And I wanted to find out more. Like it's, but okay, so like, so it's not as sexually charged as I was um, taught that it was or told that it was. What other misconceptions have you kind of come across? Okay, so I'm going to start this off with a phrase that some people um, do not always identify with, which, you know, aggravates me. And you can apply this to just about anything. It's almost kind of like a, a Zen phrase to some extent. Um it's and you've heard it before it's um <laughs> this kind of person exists in this group but it's not entirely all that group you know not everybody is this but everybody is that kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm going to straight out and say it um you know bestiality exists in the furry fandom but not everyone who's in the bestiality is a furry sure you know yeah it's just how it is yeah that's legitimately how it is yeah yes it exists yes people do ridiculous things that are illegal yeah but and that's it will, not 
the entire fandom. And it's not the intent of the fandom. Correct. Yeah. So, so me and you, we're, we're both 40K fans. So, you know, we, we every now and again see these crazy people who think the Imperium of Man are good guys and like all that kind of crazy yeah. stuff and just take that too far. And we're all like, don't, don't exactly. chalk that guy in with us. Do you think the majority of the furry community is kind of like, don't chalk them in with us? Or is it kind of, they're welcoming to that? It, like, how acceptable is it kind of to do? Like, not not full on, like, fuck a dog, but like for two people to do sexual things in their costumes. I mean, okay, wait, before you even answer that, I was with somebody yeah. who was with somebody else who like, you know, we were just talking about sex with exes, you know? Yeah. And he said that, she asked to put like cat ears and a tail or whatever. Like, sure. And just she would like yeah. run around and like meow on the bed and stuff like that. Fuck, yeah. when you say that, I feel like I might be a furry yeah, now. Like, all this. Oh so my. Goddamn, I'm at level one now. I just turn that dial. Shit. Yeah. And so I feel like, first of all, because everybody's kinky, whether they want to talk, if they're having good sex, they, they're kinky. That's it. Like, indeed. That's it. And so whether people want to talk about it or not, I mean, I've never dressed up as an animal, but like, I'm, I'm into some shit, you know? So I think that's I mean, so... It's uh, called doggy style for a reason. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, but, um, how do you typically tell people about it? Like, does it just, do you let it just come up in conversation? Have you ever felt like, okay, I'm getting really close with this person. There's this whole other side of me that I really want to tell them about. Do you wait three dates? Yeah, like is it three-month friendship <laughs> and then you take the leap? Oh, man, no. For me, it's usually um, like in like to use the Lorehammer Discord for an, a perfect example because I'm sure I've confused you both immensely because I um, am known as Inquisitor Mitzen and my, my profile ID is a literally... Uh, a wax seal you know inquisitional eye eye of the inquisition you know but then when i dm you it's this fucking degenerate furry <laughs> with a panting icon <laughs> whose name is like arden the snep and it's like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> and um no i i let it go that far and then if they want to pursue it i let it happen because you know i you know frankly and and this is kind of like a um uh bringing up a previous episode from y'all um that mark said okay and i'm gonna quote mark you have <laughs> yes. control over one person and that is you okay so i will provide the information but if they want to say something that's up to them <laughs> <laughs> you know if they like, want to be observant and they want to ask questions i'll answer their questions but i'm, I'm not gonna like shove yeah. it in their face yeah, That's like no, no one wants that regardless of <laughs> any Religion, fucking microculture. Anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't want someone to freaking come to my house and be like, hey, you should be freaking all into this damn soccer club. Hello. Yeah. Like, yeah, why aren't you I don't in the like soccer, soccer club? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'll listen to them because they're very passionate and very excited to talk about soccer, but I'm not going to be as invested into it as they are, you know? Right. And if yeah. they start bashing me for it, then the relationship will probably be over at that point, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, so have you had to cut off any relationships because of people's reactions or has, has everyone been pretty okay? 
So I haven't done like any real confrontational breakoffs with people, but um, I have, you know, uh, metered my own behavior in at times. Um, again, this goes back to, you know, you have that one person you can control and that's you. And, you know, I have my avenues where I can, where I feel like I can express myself to my fully, you know, furriness, whatnot, what have you. And it's fine. We all have good fun and whatnot. But, you know, like, just like when I go to work, you know, I, I don't, I'm, and I said this in our chat group chat before, um, be, you know, I'm not barking at people at work, you know, yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff. But, you know, um, for example, you know, when I jump into a VC at, uh, in Lorehammer, I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? When I jump into a, a, a VC with fellow furries, uh, I might meow or something as a greeting. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, <laughs> it, it's a little different, but it's not like, I have you know, never met a man who didn't come up to me and say, write me out, which is the most irritating thing that's <laughs> ever happened to me. But yeah, it happens. Well, I've heard Shut that. Shut your meow. I've heard that, you know? <laughs> Quiet over there. So as a whole, you'd say that this persona, this community, it's impacted you more positively than negatively as a whole, as a human being. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, um, I've had an avenue to, you know, express myself with like-minded individuals. And you can apply that, like, again, you can apply that to anything. I mean, yeah. you know, you get a bunch of Packers fans together, they're going to talk about Green Bay Packers, and they're all going to have a great jovial time with it. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. And they might even come up with some crazy Green Bay Packers puns that I've never heard of before in my life. And <laughs> by all means, if you know any, tell me. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I am no, all I about the puns. <laughs> and um but even so like you know nascar fans you know yeah. just um it's it's a part of your identity it's something you're into it's something that you claim you know to be a part of you and you share that you know and you talk to like-minded people about it yeah so i want to move on to kind of a next topic and we have somebody else joining us now welcome jack uh thank you hello how are you Good. We're so excited that you're here doing this with us. Um, you're new to the furry community. So before we kind of jump into it, I want to talk about how new you are, what your persona is, how long you've been in the community, kind of that thing. Just tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I joined the community, I'd say around two or three months ago, properly acknowledging it. Before that, I'd only had friends and a few people I knew that were in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say about a year of knowing about it and about a few months of being in it. Okay. Okay. So Arden said that he was like a snow leopard shifter a little bit. What do you, Hybrid, what's, yeah. what's your persona? Uh, well, I have a protogen based off of the world eaters from 40 K the colors it's just Mephiston red base with a gray fur and gold uh, lining cool this was a kind of a question we were talking a lot about D&D characters and stuff um, does it take sometimes multiple attempts to make your correct persona? Because I know I've made some D&D characters that were like, this is going to be a lot of fun to play. And then it turned out it was like, what the fuck was that? Does, did you guys both land on your first persona right away, you know, or is it constantly adapting and changing and it might even change and be scrapped completely? 
So I'll, I'll take this one, Jack, if you don't mind, because of like, course. this is a, an excellent question um, because I did go through this. This is why I call myself a hybrid Yeah. because yeah, um, yeah I, I, um, I identify, you know, so like my favorite animal growing up when I was kind of first identifying as a furry was a leopard, you know, your, your, you know, tan, you know, or, you know, black spots, what have you. I thought they were fantastic. But, you know, I also felt that I also had like the loyalty of, you know, canines and stuff. So I took this foray into being a wolf. And then I was switching between wolf and leopard, wolf and leopard. And I'm just like, what am I doing? It's kind of like almost like a coming of age thing. It's weird. It's like it it can almost be completely put side by side by, you know, just um, puberty itself. Right. You know, the chaotic, you know, emotions and whatnot. And um, so I I landed with this like snow leopard, you know, kind of gray wolf, you know, hybrid. And that's where I am today. And I know there's a lot of people that have multiple personas, just like how people have multiple D&D characters. Yeah. It's perfectly okay. It's not necessarily, you know, it's not a detriment to any furry to have multiple personas and stuff. It's just for me, like I said at the beginning of uh, this episode, that, you know, this is my experience. It's my perspective. From my perspective, my persona is a very personal thing for me. And it's kind of like paints the, it paints the picture of my, my journey to this point. Yeah. Um, now, Jack, how you've only been a couple of months. So does anybody in your family know? If so, what have been some of the reactions that you've gotten? Uh, no one in my family knows. In and- fact, I'm right next to a couple of them in the room over. So I'm trying not to talk too loud. Fair. What do you think they would say? What the hell is that? And why are you doing it? And can you please stop? Yeah, so not very welcoming or open or kind of. Okay, so then that's kind of. I'm. I mean, that I'm sorry. First of all, that you have to like hide that kind of that part of you from people who should be kind of really accepting and loving and love you for who you are and who you want to be and whatever that might look like. So, Arden, do you have advice for Jack? because you've been doing this for 10 years, you've been in the community, like you, you kind of know all of that kind of stuff. Like what's your advice for people who are new to the community who don't have people like your dad, who can, they can lean on and trust and, you know, hide into, or like go into, you know? Yes. And, and, um, you know, I, I feel your pain because even with that kind of support group, you know, you definitely um, still, don't want to inundate the people that are directly, you know, related to you with a bunch of information that you have um, even yourself uh, identified as possibly controversial. I mean, it's like, it's just, holy crap. And, you know, um, you, you want to know, you want to say that, you know, your loved ones, but you also read all the horror stories and it's just, it paints such a negative picture. So, you know, for me, I think um, what I went about doing with my, you know, with my dad and, and even my mother, when she was about, um, I just simply, um, and I say simply very loosely here, I, 
you know, I kind of started slipping, you know, the idea, you know, anthropomorphic art, you know, hey, look at this character I made. What do you think about it? You know, it's just these little things you kind of probe, even in a social gathering, you probe a little bit to feel safe. Um, a lot of people in the, you know, LGBTQ plus community does the same thing, you know, where they, they kind of probe a little bit with their, with the people they've, you know, regarded as, you know, close friends, coworkers, you know, supervisors and family members. And, you know, you do your best um, to kind of get a, a, a decent idea of where they stand with that kind of deal. Um, honestly, and even if you run into adversity, I would um, turn around and just kind of uh, give counter perspective, you know, like, like counter their perspective with a different kind of perspective, you know, it's like, hey, it's just anthrop anthropomorphic art. It's not a big deal, you know, or, hey, it's a micro community you know, um, people are all about what they're into and stuff. And, you know, you're going to have bad people all over the place, you know, regardless of what you're into, you know, you can't really just, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater here by saying all of, you know, furries are bad because you've heard this one weird negative thing about it. You know, I feel very, you know, and then, you know, follow through with like, you know, when you're comfortable enough to say, uh, I feel very strongly with this identity and I love you, and I would really appreciate um, your support in, in my growth in this. You know, it's just, you, you want to have an honest conversation with them about it, after, you know, but there's no harm in probing, you know, there's no harm in kind of getting an idea of where their biases are, are set and where, they're, where the misconceptions are. And so you can be better prepared to, you know, educate those who are closest to you, mm. you know. Yeah, like even grab an article. Hey, mom, I, I read this article today about furries. What do you think? And then just kind of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, really get the vibe. And the kind of, yeah, and the kind of turned us back on, on you, um, B and Mark, you know, I mean, think of how many people you could possibly say that, hey, I just, you know, smoked a joint. Okay. Think of how many people you can possibly think of that if you said that to them would immediately think of you as a degenerate pothead. Yeah. Really? It's, it's along those lines. It really is along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, like there are those people who are dialed up to 10 on weed, on anything, on fucking Warhammer, whatever yeah. that are just outlandish and don't represent the majority of us who are just, you know, trying to have a good time. Yeah. 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 There's a, there, there's a spectrum to just about everything. Yeah. And I think that if we all sat down and realized that we could accept just about every little subculture, you know, people who enjoy, you know, even some of the most, you know, controversial um, recreational substances, controlled substances, you know, if they're uneducated, if, if and they choose to remain un uneducated, they're going to behave in an uneducated way. And that, it, it, that's perfect. That, that's, that's applied perfectly to you know furries to you know any kind of subculture you want to throw out there you know even anime fans you know people yeah. want to go bananas about you know oh you're a weeb oh blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. you know it's just people just you know there's a lot of people out there that want to hate for no apparent reason and it just you know gets wrapped up in everything you yeah. know so jack for you, has there been any, like, 
discovering that you're got a fursona and stuff has there been any, any difficulties personally like does, has it shaken up your whole kind of worldview at all or did you always kind of feel like you were missing a part or well i will say now that i've joined the community i've started um leaning into more discord servers and telegram groups that are focused on furries so i've seen a lot more of the uh community itself and i used to think it was 50 percent normal people 50 percent creeps and it's about two percent creeps 50 percent normal people and the rest is special people interesting people what do you mean by interesting oh well eccentric nothing bad just, oh, just like level tens yeah, even even this might even be controversial to say, and I really don't mean to offend anybody, but like a lot of these kind of microcultures, not just personas, get people with mental illnesses and stuff who, you know, can take these things to the extreme where they can't quite separate separate the different pieces and all the different layers fully. Like I think, uh, Arden, you've done such a great job of describing how this all works and fits and how it's not what it is, but it's complicated and you got to be able to work through it. And some people just don't have that and they can fall. I don't want to say pray to the community or anything like that. Cause I really don't think it is, but kind of just. Yeah. Like I feel like I, what I kind of thought going into this was that you, you don't differ from the identity of like, I'm a human. I pre- or not, not pretend to be, but I also identify as a Fox or a snow leopard or whatever. I, I kind of thought it was just like, no, no, I'm a leopard. Like I'm a leopard. That's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. call me a leopard. That's. And so I, I feel like, uh, I don't know how to say this without like coming across like aggressive, but <laughs> you have these, like this community of people who aren't accepted and they are a little bit wallflower and they don't have a home and maybe their parents don't really understand yeah. them. And maybe they don't have like a real good tight friend that they can actually be themselves with. So this community comes and you guys are so welcoming and open and, and like fun, loving. And like, yes, you can be whatever the fuck you want. We're going to love every, every aspect of that. And yeah, like it's, and that's amazing. Like, I'm so happy that you have that. Um, but yeah, like, is there any, any part of this that's just like that people don't really see the difference between that or they, they are like, no, no, I'm a leopard. I'm going to go to work and they're going to call me a leopard. I'm only going to answer the phone by, I don't know what sound the leopards make. Yeah. If 2% are creeps, how many percent do you think are like, no, I am a wolf. And, or is that a completely different thing? Even, I don't even know. I can, do you want to fight? I've met someone like that actually. And it isn't a furry thing. It is more of an identification thing. And it just happens they s- slot pretty well into the community as well, considering all the like sonas and stuff. So I would say it isn't a furry thing to there wasn't a isn't a two percent that is like that. I'd say it's there's a couple people or that are just fit in. Yeah. So like that. most people are like, yeah, this is just something I do for fun on the side. Like D and D, I can like be more myself. I can yeah. hang out with my people. They get me, I get them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 
so happy that I got to learn all of this. Actually, before we wrap up, I want to talk about some of the costs of this because it's not a cheap thing that, that ha- I mean, none of the hobbies you guys seem to do are cheap. Warhammer is expensive. Whether like, you're buying plastic crack or. But again, I guess makeup is not cheap either. <laughs> so everybody's got a thing. But what are the prices that you guys look at? Like how much was the tail and how much is like a full suit? How much is just a head? What does that look like? All right, so um, I'll take this one just right because I I have the the least amount of stuff. <laughs> I think most of my money was spent on you know just um, portfolios of art from friend from like artists that I am very into and whatnot. Cool. Um, I have a tail. It is airbrushed. It is magnificent. Um, I brush it when I plan on wearing it. And I want to say that ran me for probably over $120, just the tail. And um, how big is it? It's a, uh, it's huge because um, it is a snow leopard's tail. It's one of the features of the snow leopard that I really, in, I really find incredibly enjoyable is their massive, their extremely long freaking tail and how poofy it is, you know. And it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, brings joy to my life. And so I had to have a facsimile of it that I could wear, of course. And, um, but I do not. uh, And then I have, I I think I have a pair of wolf ears, but my wife made those. So that kind of was just material cost. And is that just like a belt? Yeah. So like the tail thing, you, it's, it's a couple belt loops, you know, it's actually a, um, uh, so you know the last belt loop on the uh, right above your tailbone mm-hmm. on on an average pair of jeans. So like the tail was designed to have two loops that reside on either side of that loop, so that, to provide stability. There's quite a lot of uh, uh, ingenuity, you know, in involved with the craftsmanship of these things. Let me tell you what. I mean, my wife has a wolf tail. That is that was supposed to represent her character's wolf tail, which is exceptionally long, exceptionally heavy. It is a yarn tail. And don't think of it like as if it's just yarn. I'm talking about you take yarn and if you take a, a slicker brush to it, it it makes this material that is so fine and so fluid and so soft. But she had to get it done on a wire. It was massive. It was just outrageous. I'll, I'll send. I'll, I'll post you guys a photo of it. Sometimes it's it, it's yeah. magnificent tale. Awesome. And then Jack, but, you're um, brand new to the community. Yeah. Do you have anything? Do you have any goals that you're trying to reach for uh, to for, for purchases? You want like a full suit? You want just a a, a full suit? Sounds nice, but not within this this or the next few years, probably. Right. Because it's exp- how much? Oh, sorry. I even like Arden, I cut you off. How much was that tail? Your wife's one. tail? Oh, that that one was expensive. Mm. <laughs> I would say in the 200 range. I mean, and these the, these parts of the suit, you don't necessarily have to spend that much money on. I would say the two pieces that you spend the most money on would probably be the head and the tail. But the rest of it's relatively um, inexpensive. It's just, you know, if you were to, uh, you know, make an itemized list of the things that were expensive in a, in a complete suit, it would definitely be, it would start with the head and it would go into the tail because, you know, there's a lot of foam sculpting. 
There's a lot of, you know, all kinds of stuff. If you want to talk jaw, you know, where when you, you know, start talking, you know, it, it, it opens the mouth. Huh. You know, it's just all this, all these things. It's, it's yeah, a yeah. And it, it, it can go from a price point of just materials. If you want to do it yourself to a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thousands. Someone who's been doing it a lot. Yes. Thousands yeah. for a complete outfit. Yeah. But people do partials, which is just a head, you know, hands, tail, feet, and then they wear their usual clothing, you know, and, and th that can still be expensive because like I said, the major price points are in the head and in the tail. Hmm. Interesting. So Jack, two to three months into this, have you learned anything about yourself? Have you like excelled in anything? Have you like found out things about yourself through your persona that you didn't know about yourself? Anything like that? Uh, so a lot of stuff that I don't know if I should mention, honestly. Interesting. No, I'm curious. No, I'm curious, but maybe <laughs> me curious, that. but yeah, I won't push. You've that. opened Pandora's box. Dun, dun, dun. You yeah. need to, I need to know everything. It's like it's, it's she, an issue. She's gonna we're gonna be going to bed and she's gonna look over at me and oh no, I'll message I guess, you about this after this, don't you? So I'll mention it then. <laughs> uh well, I found out that I am by first of all on accident. Um and that I am open to multiple people in a relationship at once. Okay, so first of all, is this the first time you've ever said that, like, on a public thing? That is the first time I've ever said it out loud. Congratulations. How do you feel? Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That makes me, like, almost emotional. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so you're not into monogamy? Is that what I... You no, I can do monogamy, but I forgot the uh, name of the polygamy. Is that polyamorous? What it polyamorous. Yeah. It's polyamorous. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't mean to find out you were bi. How did that come about? Do you want to talk about that? We don't actually have to get into that. I know it's like personal, very personal. Yeah. Let's let's maybe not. Excellent. We can even cut this whole part out. We well, no, it, no it's actually, okay. You know what? Um. If I may, um, that that is an excellent kind of segue into a point I wanted to make in general that was related to a comment Mark made um, that he felt was very controversial when it came to, um, you know, um, mental, uh, me mentally, um, you know, struggling individuals. So um, and and also to the thing that B really recognized very well, which is that the openness. So I will say. Um, it is my experience that yes, the fandom, the the community definitely um, supports and opens up a avenue to a lot of what you would say social pariahs, you know, um, socially abnormal, you know, and and these are people I'm saying that are um, you know they feel like they don't fit into their uh, the social mold that that that's been presented to them. So there is a lot of those people and, you know, the wallflower sorts, what have you, all above, all of the above, you know, the LGBTQ community, there's a lot of people in there that are um, open about that because, and, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, exclusively, you know, 
referees are LGBTQ um, uh, open. It's just that due to that, you know, very thing that you recognize, B, of the openness is that they feel compelled to share themselves to the fullest extent, where other others who don't identify, you know, as a furry may still be closeted in that respect and to and whatnot. Yeah, so it's just yeah, absolutely. So it's just you know, with that said, um, you know, it's just that that openness that I I have identified with the community that just keeps me kind of like still communicating with them, still looking for friends, still, you know, just really willing to stand up and advocate and defend them, you know, when people are closed-minded and say nasty things and all that good stuff, you know, um, that, that's it right there, really. No, that's amazing. Honestly, I'm so happy that we did this. I'm so thankful for you guys for sharing such personal things to you that people definitely take out of context and judge and hear one thing about and run the other way with a whole lot of comments and, you know, unsolicited opinions. And I'm so thankful that you guys are here and willing to be vulnerable like this. And Jack, congratulations. That's so fucking exciting that you're kind of learning more about yourself and and coming to, you know, to learn more about yourself and who you are. And, you know, I'm super, super thankful for you guys. I can't tell you enough. Safe spaces. That's the phrase of the day. Safe spaces. It's not just some, you know, little over the top liberal phrase that, you know, makes the conservatives go, oh, you're being way too freaking sensitive. No, safe spaces are important. 100%. Do you guys have anything that you want to share with anybody or that you would want somebody to know if this is the first time they're ever hearing about the subject or if they've already had like negative connotation to it or anything, anything that you guys want to say before we kind of close out? Uh, I guess I could say one thing. If you're a furry or, or not, I guess making it for Cern is pretty fun. <laughs> I, I believe it what was your process <laughs> I, I feel like i need to have both you guys on a listener lord where you write a fursona character we can share it on there because i didn't get to go into it but we're running super long so yeah yeah, yeah so long long story short with the fursona thing you know like going back to the spectrum of one to ten you can be a level you can be a one completely have no tail no ears know anything and just sit there and say hey i want to make an anthropomorphic anthropomorphic character and look at you you're a level one out of ten furry you know what i'm saying it's and then you can go about your life saying you're not a furry and be perfectly okay with it but you got that one beast character in the background (laughs) it's perfectly fine it's fine it's great but uh yeah uh i i just want to reiterate at the end of the episode if everyone's uh made it this far um that you know it's a subculture um there are bad people in and all cultures you know but you can't sit there and it's it's just not uh appropriate to throw the baby out with the bathwater. you know it, you have to educate yourself you have to be willing to listen to your fellow person even if they have different viewpoints as you it's just you know you rob them of you, and you don't even just rob them. You rob yourself of the opportunity to learn something about someone 100%. else's perspective. 
added perspective changes everything. And again, I'm so grateful that you guys felt like you could come on the show and be vulnerable with us, be open with us, use your names. Like this is, I'm so, so grateful for you guys. And uh, like more people need to kind of stand up and be true to who they are and who they want to be. And, you know, I'm really, I just, I'm so thankful for you guys. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to be on. Yeah. Well, I think we can kind of end it here. Yeah, that was very interesting. I learned so much. Um, yeah. Hey, like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you guys have interesting topics you want to talk about, shoot us a message. Maybe we'll have you on. Maybe we'll learn some new stuff together. Uh, what a fucking ride this was. I, yeah, I feel like if there's anybody <laughs> new to the community that kind of needs some outlets, um, I'm sure these two will be here to talk to anybody. So send us an email at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Find us on Instagram, TikTok, Pillow Talk with Mark and B, and we will give you their information. They love this shit. They are here for you. Anything that you guys need. Very cool. Well, that's the show. Thanks everyone for coming and we'll see you on the next episode of Pillow Talk. Thank you guys so much.